Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Greed. Xenophobia. White supremacy. A nation in the grips of a pandemic. Healthcare resources strained to their limits. An economy on the brink of collapse. And at the helm, a clueless con artist who cares more about his own re-election over saving lives. Join Liberal Dan Radio for Talk from the Left That's Right. Live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and 24-7 at liberaldan.com. We must unite to save this country in spite of this buffoon's ineptitude before it's too late. Coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. You can also join the chat room. Go to show thread, sign in, sign in, or log in, or register for an account. And then you can leave your comments, et in the chat thread where I can answer them as I get to them. And you can also listen to uh, listening after live broadcast. You can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread over at liberaldan.com. <clears throat> so, playing around with new toilets. I'm actually doing this by the desk. Uh, hopefully, the audio is going to come out okay. Um, everything on this computer to uh, make the hypocrite audio, but hopefully, it will come out as well. It'll sound fine. Um, we got a whole bunch of information going on. Of course, there's the coronavirus, the pandemic that's going on. We're, we are going on, you know, long weeks. People spend lots of time at home, you know, not wanting to think that the whole thing will just be over. Of course, we can't, you know, just rush it. Unfortunately, we have people like our parents who want to rush it. Be a shortened and I'm, one of my biggest concerns sort of when he put it on and came up with the whole idea of April 12th because it's a beautiful day. April 12th is beautiful. It's so beautiful. There's never been a more beautiful date or what have you. Um, there's, you know, whatever he was talking about with that mess, uh, anybody who thought that, that we were going to be back to normal and ready to go back to work on April 12th is an idiot. Uh, including the person who was suggesting that we should go back on April 12th. Um, so, but I mean, even April 30th, I think, and it's gotten to the point where these questions during these press conferences, and, and if you haven't been checking out my YouTube channel, uh, I have been doing live feeds, well, not necessarily live feeds, I've been recording my reactions to them live. And I've been uh, every day that I could, 
Uh, I've missed a couple of them. Sometimes I came in late, but sometimes they're shorter, sometimes they're longer. Uh, maybe I can do a little bit better job of editing, editing them down a little bit, simply because of the fact that I, um, you know, a lot of them is just me watching and hearing the people talk. But I edited a little bit today, and, and that should be posted shortly. But you can go and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, and you can see my reactions. I've not quite gotten to the point of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, trying to, but I, I do crack my jokes as as they come. So there's that. Um, but you know, I'll be coming up with a, I'll be coming up with another uh, podcast or two or mini cast or two coming up soon. I've launched a couple more levels of the Patreon. Uh, so if you want to support the podcast, um, you can do so. Um, and you can do so, but it's patreon.com slash liberalband, and you can have that going. Uh, there's also a link to it on liberalband.com. Dollars a month, you can support Liberal Band Radio. I'll give you a shout-out on the minicast every time I do the minicast. Uh, if you if you uh, chip into that, uh, I'll give you a shout-out on the main broadcast. If you if you choose that option, the $5 a month option. Uh, then I also have some uh, sponsorship opportunities as well on there. Uh, some, uh, the ability is to run some commercials on the show, the ability to that maybe if we start getting some hype out there, we start getting some support. Uh, I'm actually trying to talk with trying to get my uh, show advertised on a pretty major um, podcasting network. I'm trying to get that all figured out. And maybe within the next week or two, I can announce that little advertising buzz. And hopefully if I can do that, then that'll get more listeners into my show as well. Uh, so that that's, I guess, sort of me and my updates of what's going on. If I think of anything else, I'll uh, let you know as well. Um, so we have, what else do we have? <laughs> uh, just so much ridiculous. Let, let me go ahead and I will, uh, let me go ahead and play uh, the hypocrite of the week this week as well, because it, it did take place from one of the, um, one of the press conferences that he said, one of the things that he said, and then there's a lot of things that he said, oof, just dangerous and scary. Um, that's what, what this president supports. But it's also, there's just some just mind-numbingly dumb hypocrisy. Like, how can you not see the hypocrisy here? Totally do as I say, not as I do. Without further ado, this week's Hypocrite of the Week is Donald Trump. Who was critical of efforts to implement voting by mail during the pandemic, yet who voted by mail himself. Do as I say, not as I do, indeed. He says it is corrupt. I guess if he's doing it, I can see how some people might say that it must be corrupt. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Band Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central, on Blog Talk Radio. That, that was my attempt at it on my other computer. Um, using my new toy, it didn't record as well as it does normally. So keep that in mind, and I'll do it for the next. Uh, I'll, I'll do it the other way the next episode. But um, yeah, I, the idea that and, and it was great that the, the media today. This is yesterday's press conference. He started blabbering about how corrupt voting by mail is, and then started to say, "Oh, but I do it too." It's ridiculous that he just nobody just sees the hypocrisy there. It's insane. 
that nobody sees, at least on, on his side of the aisle, sees that boxing. So I will call out a hypocrite on, on the left. If there's a hypocrite on the left, I will absolutely call you out. I've done so in the past and will continue to do so in the future. I'm not above calling out my own side if, if, if they are doing things that are hypocritical or hurtful or what have you. Um, the other side, ooh, that's a debate. Uh, they are less likely to do that. Uh, they don't care about their side being hypocritical, especially good old uh, Lindsey Graham oof, or Mitch McConnell. Oof, that's a pile of hypocrisy right there. So, so the, the idea that, you know, that the media called him out and they said, look, you said that states that had that the voting by mail is full of problems, full of corruption. These are the states that do it. I think it was Washington. I think Utah does it. And Trump was like, oh, they're all Democratic states, completely forgetting the fact that you just mentioned Utah. And it was like, can you please give us examples of the corrupt behavior that goes on with uh, voting by mail? And Trump started talking about, and you can see here's, here's some of this. If, once I upload the video to YouTube, you'll be able to hear some of this as well on there. But uh, he started talking about the people who were able to cast a vote, i.e. The, the people who were registered to vote, the people who were registered to vote who weren't supposed to be registered to vote. And, and, then, and then, of course, you brought up voter ID. That's not fixed by voter ID. I'm, I'm sorry, but you don't fix this. You don't fix whatever problems you think are happening with Much less than they actually think it is, or claim it is, with you don't fix the, the people who are not supposed to be registered to vote with voter ID laws. Voter ID laws is about showing an ID to cast the ballot, not showing an ID to, not about whether or not you're registered or not. If somebody gets registered incorrectly, that, that's not going to be solved with voter ID. Guess what? If registered incorrectly, it's using a fake ID unless the person's trained to catch it. And if it's not a good one, it's like a lot of effort to go through to just try and get one vote passed. So there, there's, there's a whole bunch of problems. And I've talked about it all in the past on the show. On the five episodes where I've discussed voter ID laws. Look, if you pass a clean voter ID law or just the voter ID, you make sure it was handed out by the government to everybody who deserved one, everybody who, who could have one, absolutely, it would pass. It would pass. Not a lot of opposition would have to do it. Like, I think Mexico does. I think Mexico has everybody gets a, a picture ID that they use to go vote. Simple as that. Government pays for it by the tax dollars. Again, no, there's no chance of disenfranchisement there. The problem, again, with these voter ID laws is not the voter IDs, it's the other non ID provisions of the bill. <laughs> I call my shot. Uh, I say, this is what's going to happen. Uh, when when I do this to I say this to a conservative and the conservative does it I call my shot every damn time with these so-called voter ID laws I say look the problem with these so-called voter ID laws is simple is that they include non-ID provisions that hurt people's ability to vote and I say and I know you're going to come back and respond to me by saying what's wrong with requiring an ID but this is about the non-ID provisions that every single What's wrong with the trained sheep? These people who do that are just trained every damn time. It happens all the 
time, I have a thread on facebook.com slash liberaldan, Liberal Dan Facebook page, where you have to scroll for it or search for it, but you can plainly see many screenshots that I've taken. I think there's several posts with this where I do it, I try to call my shot, I say, look, you're going to be an idiot and you're going to say this even though I said this other thing, and they proved me right time and time again. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, and then Donald Trump's trying to say, well, I didn't like what the World Health Organization did. I think it's unfair that the World Health Organization, we paid them $400 million and China only pays them $40 million. It's unfair. And then it's trying to talk about defunding the world population in the middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic, he wants to eliminate funding for the WHO. How stupid are you? You're very stupid. That, that, that's the answer. You're very, very stupid. Especially, you're very, very stupid if you allow Donald Trump to continue and get another four terms of president. In the president. Why am I bringing that up? Well, we'll come back after the commercial break and discuss that and taking your calls as well. It's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show, mmm, yeah. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? 
Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Greetings. This is Nimbus Yosh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not-so-fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear, and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tunes. Um, but then you have all of these people. 
I've always been. So no matter who. And for anybody who's listening to the radio show, anybody listening live, listening to the uh, down in the car, wherever you are, can't run. Anyway, if if you you, know, you, you guys who love Bernie Sanders, I liked Bernie Sanders for a long ass time. I liked Bernie Sanders for longer than many of these people who currently do like Bernie Sanders. I mean, I I liked him back before he ran for president in 2016. I liked him back uh, when he was uh, I, I was sharing things from Bernie Sanders on my wall well before he got higher than 4% national name recognition. I always thought he was a good person with good ideas, standing up for the little guy. As I've said before, I'm a Bernie Sanders hipster, if you will. I liked him before it was cool. 16, I had a lot of people give me grief because I was like, look, I don't care if it's Bernie Sanders or we need to beat whoever comes to the Republican nominee. I don't know. When whatever time it was chosen to be Donald Trump, he beat Donald Trump, period. And that was the main, the most important thing that we had to deal with, beating Donald Trump. Because the most important would be we had an empty Supreme Court vacancy at the time. I don't understand how that was an important thing. I don't understand how having you know, an empty Supreme Court vacancy that Mitch McConnell stole from President Obama. And I don't understand how people are going to be like, you know, maybe making sure that we have a Democratic person sitting in the White House is the most important thing right now because we need to replace this justice. And there might be more justices who retire. Hell, maybe we, we would have been able to allow Ruth Ginsburg to retire. But she, like a trooper, is hanging on there because she knows what will happen to women, what will happen to Kate Wright, what will happen to everything. She is replaced by Donald Trump. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and there is going to help it. Now, look, there are people who are, I can't, I never bought him, never bought him. Never going to vote for Biden. All the problems of Biden. He's a corporatist. He's this, that, and the other. You know, get over yourself. Anything that you could accuse, potentially accuse Biden of being, if every single allegation was true about Joe Biden, he still would be miles better than Donald Trump. He still would name Supreme Court nominees that are better than who Donald Trump named. He would still pass laws that would be better than what Donald Trump would want to pass. He would be a substantially better leader during this pandemic, if assuming if let's assume that it happened to continue on longer. We don't know that it will. I don't. I'm not saying that it will. But if the pandemic continued on, Joe Biden would be the person that we would want to have, given the choice between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I have friends on my friends list who are like, don't lecture me about ethics. You're going to be supporting Obama because of what he's been accused of. You know, I will. Because, again, if everything that was said about Joe Biden turned out to be true, he would still be miles better. I mean, 
all the things that have been accused that, that Joe Biden has been accused of, Donald Trump's been been accused of as well. So it, there's there's no other way to look at it, you know. So you take away an attack against Donald Trump, you still have all the other things that Joe Biden would do better. There's some there's some issues with the person who made the claim. There's that I've seen there's some, several threads like there's that on. Uh, was it Threadify or whatever? There's a website that will take a thread. There was a thread that I read on there where somebody's laying out all the problems. Because again, you listen to everybody who comes forward and makes an accusation. Period. That's what you need to do. You have to do it. You, that, that's part, not doing that as part of rape culture. But that being said, when, when after you listen to them, sometimes, sometimes it turns out that. They are not telling the truth. Most of the times they don't. Most of the times they do tell the truth. Most of the times they don't lie. But sometimes they do. It's rare. It's horrible when it happens. It's horrible for women who come forward later because it casts doubt in their minds. It's horrible for people who are falsely accused. But guess what? At the end of the day, women tell the truth about it. I'm being by my cat right now, so <laughs> pain in the butt. Say hi, s'mores. Anyway, so that being said, s'mores has distracted me from my, my train of thought. We have the situation where you know Donald Trump's been accused of sexually assaulting, raping people. Donald Trump has uh, openly admitted to grabbing women by the hoo-ha. Donald Trump is everything that everybody has claimed about Joe Biden and more. Much, 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 much more. And here's here's the thing about Bernie. If One thing that Bernie Sanders needs to do is, I said this on Twitter, he needs to. He needs to. You might be hearing my purr, the purring of my cat right now. It's hilarious. Bernie Sanders needs to come forward and say, "Look, the reason I lost this election was my fault. Not, it has nothing to do with the staff. Nothing to do with anybody except me, because Bernie Sanders did not do what he needed to do to win. Bernie Sanders." knew in 2016 that there were communities that he did not do well with. He had four years to fix that problem. He did not fix the problem. Who's to blame for that? Not the establishment. The establishment didn't stop him from doing outreach. The establishment didn't stop him from going to cities and going to churches and going to other places and Letting people know who he was, why he felt that his ideas were better for the common man than everyone else, failed to do what he needed, and it's nobody's but himself. Not a supporter's fault, not the establishment's fault, nobody's fault but Bernie, period. And Bernie needs to go out there and say, look, this is my fault. Stop his supporters from saying, that it's everybody from making excuses for him 
And if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't take personal responsibility for his actions, then guess what? He then is going to potentially risk losing this election because he is going to allow the people who are trying to make excuses for him to make excuses for him. So, but I said in my what and my what should Bernie Sanders supporters do? I'm going to go ahead and talk about that in the next commercial break. There, are, I have several ideas of what Bernie Sanders supporters need to do uh, besides voting no matter who um, to make sure that we not only have a Congress or a presidency that is blue and that we get to the Supreme Court nomination, but that we move Congress to the left. So again, 914-803-4131. 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budget Ears is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. world gone mad one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show there's only one thing that i like better than the liberal dan radio minicast all right bill that's enough of that on the liberal dan radio minicast you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between you might even hear what the other side has to say sometimes even in their own voices or become one of the liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tune.
And welcome back to Liberal Day Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from the ones Louisiana. Join the conversation. It's 914 803 4131. That's 914 803 4131. You can also join us in the chat room, blogtalkradio.com. Sign in and be able to leave comments in the chat room. And those things after the podcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. On the show page at LiberalDan.com, Facebook.com, slash LiberalDan, at LiberalDan Radio on Twitter. So, for the break, about Bernie Sanders and him taking personal responsibility for uh, losing the election, because that's what he needs to do. He needs to take that personal responsibility. Again, if he doesn't, then it's just going to harm the process. It's going to help elect Donald Trump. Get Donald Trump to keep being elected, uh, keep being in office, and then... Who knows where this country will be in another four years. If you've seen these press conferences, you should know how vital it is, regardless of the Supreme Court. But, but I get it. You have a lot of – you're a Bernie Sanders supporter. I would have been a Bernie Sanders supporter had he won the nomination. I would have been gung-ho for him. Absolutely. Rah, rah. Let's get universal health care. Let's get uh, student financial aid just wiped away. Clean slate. Wonderful. That would be a great thing to happen. There's a lot of progressive policies that I am 100% in behind, 100%. Uh, you know, I do have questions about Medicare for All. I want to make sure I would want to make sure I had my brothers that that businesses could just get away with um, paying less uh, money out as part of the cost of employment for each employee. Each employee, I'm making sure that I, don't, I wouldn't want them getting rich off of the whole thing because now they can get more money. <clears throat> if, if there are savings to be made uh, because the employee because the employee coverage is cheaper, then the employee should get paid more as well. Uh, that's one of my concerns. Um, but after that, you know, fine. I'm generally fine with the prison. But you know, the job of the candidate is to convince enough voters. To vote for him so he can get enough delegates to win. You can't win the presidency if you don't win the nomination. Maybe if he won the presidency, who's to say that he would have had enough votes in the Senate? Who's to say he would have had enough votes in the House to pass the legislation that he wanted to pass? I have no, absolutely no faith that he would have been able to have passed Medicare for all. None. Would I like to see it? Yeah. I have no faith he would have been able to accomplish it. It would have taken a massive massive sweeping of states and for the Senate and congressional seats. I mean, I don't think you could have just taken back the Senate. There was, was going to be plenty of senators who would have at that point said, you know, it's too much for me. And what would have Bernie done? Let it let, just let the current system die or keep the status quo. Or would Bernie have then said, okay, well let's adjust the system now and work towards Medicare. I think we would have seen. I would. I, would, I think we would have seen that in the, in the potentially in the primary. But the, the key to getting things like Medicare for all, the key to getting things like universal health care coverage, is to elect progressive people, and that means uh, elect move every district left. What does that mean? That mean that that you can at least. You're not going to come in Louisiana's first congressional district and make it left. It's just not going to happen. I know. I've been in the district. I've run in the district. It's gerrymandered, very conservative. It's about probably the most conservative district in the state. It's where Steve Scalise, the, 
the minority whip in the house is from. I've met him. The first time I met him was when I was running in 2004. He also was running for the seat, and he dropped out to make way for Jindal's coronation. But here's the deal. In states where you have, you have the northern states with, with, with Republican districts that maybe are a little, those Republicans might be a little bit more to the center. No, get a centrist Democrat in those districts to run. You don't have, they don't have to support everything. But if you make, make a, put a centrist Democrat in that seat, then guess what? The House moves to the left. Take and find a centrist Democrat in a centrist seat. <clears throat> Get behind a little bit more center-left Democrat. Put that person in the seat. The House moves to the left. That person also might not support Medicare for all, but going to be more likely to support Medicare for all than the person who previously was in the seat. Get a safe Democrat seat. Somebody who's been entrenched for 20 years or so. Get that person replaced. Look at the people I've had on my show. Rebecca Parson, great example of somebody who's running against an entrenched Democrat. She's gaining traction in her district. And is she going to win? I hope so. I hope I can say that I helped her do so. But guess what? If she replaces her opponent, guess what? The House moves more to the left. That's how you get progressive causes done. And look, even Joe Biden, he didn't say outright, I won't vote for Medicare for all. He said he won't vote for Medicare for all if he doesn't see a way to pay for it. And look, if you don't get a Medicare for all bill up there with a way to pay for it, I don't see many people in Congress passing it, Republican or Democrat. So you need to find I mean, I wish Joe Biden would say something else. I mean, he might not. I understand why he does it. It's politics. I wish he would say something to the effect of, if you put a bill on my desk, if you pass a bill for Medicare for all on my desk that's fully funded, I'll sign it in the law. Frankly, I don't see how he would be able to not sign it in the law. But the way you do that is you push the House and Senate to left. So elect, put all that, take all that passion that you have for Bernie Sanders. I mean, there are some upset people. I, mean, I saw a video today. This, little, this woman was crying. She is upset. Again, I don't know. I was upset when Hillary lost, but I wasn't upset because Hillary lost. You know, I wasn't like worshiping Hillary. I like Hillary. I don't believe all the crap. You don't get called said 20 years of crap and have nothing stick and, and be guilty as they claim she was. She th- sat through 11 hours, I think, of the Benghazi hearings and wrote it out like a champ. I guess, would I be excited to meet Hillary Clinton? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Love to meet Hillary. Let's see Bill. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to meet Obama. You know what? At this point, I'd like to meet George W. Bush. But not at the same level, but I mean, this president is making George W. Bush look like a genius. But not that I, I mean, obviously, I would rather not have a Republican president altogether, but holy crap. 
But, I mean, I'd be excited to meet them, but I wasn't upset in November 2016 because I was upset about Hillary losing. I was upset over the fact that we now had Donald Trump as president, that we were going to, because when I got upset was when the moment that it was announced that Florida had turned to have Trump having the lead at around 7.30, 7.40-ish, my time. So that was before the panhandle results came in. Why the panhandle has to be special and different and be in a different time zone? Who the hell knows? It's ridiculous why the panhandle has to be its own freaking time zone, but probably has to do with the fact that there's lots of beaches in the panhandle and they want to make sure that it stays sunny or longer. That's probably it, frankly. <laughs> um, but they have to be special little snowflakes and they have to have their have to have their uh, special little time zone in the panhandle. And so, but before we got to the panhandle, I think it was on 730 or 740-ish where I, I just looked gray. Ted said, they were like, what's wrong? I'm like, this is over. It's done. Donald Trump's won. There's nothing. There's nothing that'll be done about this now. If, if Florida, this is how the nation's, if Florida's going to go, how the nation's going to go. If this is how Florida's going, it, Hillary's going to have a bad night. Now, she still won the popular vote, which is meaningless, but she still won the popular vote. She still got more people voting for her than he did, and she she won the popular vote by 3 million versus him winning the election by 70,000. And who were those 70,000? A big chunk of them were Bernie Sanders supporters. 10% of the voters who were supporting Bernie Sanders in the primary voted for Donald Trump in the general election. Had those people voted Jill Stein in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, Hillary Clinton would have been president. Had those people just stayed home, Hillary Clinton would have been president. But no, they had to be agents of chaos. They had to be people who were just privileged, privileged folks. I'm not, I don't know if they were white, but there was some privilege that they were blind to, that they just did not want to Okay, whatever reason. Now, in these states, you know, these are states that um, these are states that Bernie won, I think, in the primary, but Biden won Michigan in the primary. So Biden did better in Michigan than Hillary did. Biden, so Biden showed, might do better than Hillary did in 2016 as well. Again, I said this on the show before. I think there was some sexism going on there, simply because of the fact that. You know, there there were just probably some people who didn't want to vote for a woman. Now, who these 10% of the – I don't know how you go from Bernie to Trump. But, look, Trump has proven to I – mean, threatening to cut off aid to the World Health Organization, uh, being a hypocrite on, you know, voting by mail, admitting, admitting that if you, you allow – more people to vote that Republicans lose. I mean, he basically just spoke truth. He was completely honest there. He was being just wide open. Here's every, what people don't say should be said. Republicans win when less people vote. That's why Republicans want less people voting. It's as simple as that. But the threats to women, threats to abortion rights, the threats to LGBTQ rights, and you're going to see if Donald Trump gets to name one or two more Supreme Court 
nominees. We could have a court that's seven to two. Seven to two. How do you go back from that? How are you then able to have any sort of rights for women, for minorities, LGBTQ folks? I mean, you're going to see Roe versus Wade, Casey versus Planned Parenthood get overturned. You're going to see Obergefell v. Hodges get overturned. You're going to see Lawrence v. Texas potentially get overturned. I mean, that, that, that's some long standing law. But, I mean, even Scalia, I think, voted against Lawrenceville v. Texas and basically said happen. Other things are going to be see gay marriage because of Obergefell v. Not, I'm sorry, because of Lawrence v. Texas. So all these cases are, are going to you're going to see cases like you had the, the Supreme Court. Look, I'll talk about the Supreme Court ruling, I guess, when I take the next commercial break as well. So let's talk about that when we come back from the break. One more break. Uh, 914-803-4131. It is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, 
talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tunes. And welcome back to Liberal Dane Radio. Talk to the left, that's right. Uh, the call-in number is 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the chat room. I guess it seems to be kind of a slow day today. Maybe it's one of the less busy days of the year for whatever reason. Um, I, had, I did, you know, after I thought about last week's show, I think mean, I liked last week's show. I think we did a really good job. I think it was a really good episode. I, I had another idea that I should have probably done. Um Maybe I'll do it next year or sometime at some point in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I'm going to Anyway, Supreme Court basically said uh, on Monday, uh, blocking a court order that extended the period of return absentee ballots in Wisconsin's primary election um, because of the pandemic. Basically, people were like, look, the court order was like, look, you know, obviously this is an extreme circumstance. We need to make sure that um, people can vote. Supreme Court said, nope, you don't get to do that. Five GOP U.S. Supreme Court justices just overruled two lower coats and shut off extended absentee voting in Wisconsin. Uh, and it's ridiculous that, you know, the Supreme Court, the, the However, the Supreme Court's majority, according to Politico, insisted that the Monday's decision simply upheld the court's long-standing opposition to last-minute orders by federal judges upending election procedures. The opinion, delivered with no specific justice as its author, included a passage claiming the court wasn't blessing any particular electoral practices to deal with the coronavirus, nor the possibility with such changes in the future. You know what? But drastic times call for drastic measures. And if you weren't going to push back the election, you needed to make sure that people could, could turn the ballots in a safe and responsible way. Of course, Donald Trump had to weigh in. Uh, Donald Trump was talking about the fact that Democrats wanted to push the Wisconsin back. And he was like, well, you know, they weren't calling for the uh, Wisconsin uh, Supreme Court elections to be thrown back until I endorsed somebody because he endorsed somebody in the Supreme Court race for Wisconsin. But again, messing up causation and correlation. Uh, it's not that he endorsed somebody. That's the issue. It's the fact that the virus is getting worse. The pandemic is getting worse. We're being told to sit home and stay home. That's why they wanted it. You know, that's the cause. It's not him endorsing anybody. It's not all about him, even though he wants to make it all about him. So, but I think we're seeing, uh, as you know, I, I think people are right to be worried. If the Supreme Court made this ruling, that they're going to go ahead and make other rulings that are going to be harmful to democracy. So watch out and see, and see what these people do in the court. Because if Democrats get on the court, and can they, I really don't like the idea. You know, I think it also sets a bad precedent, but 
We've already set bad precedents by eliminating the filibuster on judicial nominees and by using the nuclear option. I, I think you might have to pack the court. You might have to. Put, there's no constitutional limit on the number of Supreme Court justices. It's fluctuated over the years. Make it nine. Make put make nine Supreme Court justices. I mean, you could do what FDR tried to do, make it 15, but that was not, I think he went above and beyond a little bit, went a little too crazy with it. Make it nine, even make it 11. And then you get to name justices immediately. And then you have, you, you then take him to the court. Because at this point, the court has become politicized. Did the court become politicized? It's, it was a slow trickle that started getting faster. Obviously, you know, you had the filibustering of certain judicial nominees. You had that kind of ramped up a little bit. and then, But when, when Mitch McConnell stole that seat, all bets are off. When Mitch McConnell stole the seat away from Obama and didn't allow him to name a Supreme Court nominee, that was problematic. And then there's, there's, there's of course, the whole issue where they are never – they leave one person so they can have a pro forma session of the Senate. So they're never actually suspended or they're never actually not out of office for, they don't, they have they have enough pro forma sessions to where it's not a, it's not a vacation or it's not a, what's the word I'm looking for? Where, where the president can make a recess appointment. They're never considered to officially be in recess because they're not in recess for a certain amount of time. So therefore, president can't make the recess appointment. And that's more shenanigans that are done to me that are in violation of uh, the, the principle of the powers of the presidency and not, um, you know, even, even if it's not by the letter of the rules. So one other brief thing on last week's show, I think it was last week's show, uh, I discussed the idea of you know Judaism and and Jewish thought um, on going out and praying in the middle of this virus, and I'm a member. I'm a member of a group, uh, even though I, I don't I don't follow, but I'm still Jewish. I still have a lot of no. I you know I was raised. I went to Jewish day school. I learned Torah. I learned Tanakh. I learned a lot, a lot of stuff about Judaism. I'm 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 not a scholar of Jewish thought by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I, I basically what I said in last week's show, uh, the short, short version of that is uh, to save a life is the most important thing. So therefore, you have to um, not be going out and, and praying, you know, God would be okay if you did a virtual minyan, for example. Um, and so I post this in a group, and I'll post the longer version. And the person goes, one, one of the people in the group responds, beautifully put, gives me so much hope to see this kind of halachic thought and eloquence. Thank you. Now, halachic thought means it's thought about halacha, which is the Hebrew word for for the Jewish laws, the Jewish code that you have to follow, the, the code of the Torah, the, the, Tanakh, the rules, the, the Mishnah, um, so the Talmud, all, all, of the, the, all of the 613 commandments plus all the other rulings about those commandments, uh, that come into play uh, that the rabbis have made over the years. That's halakha. And to, for me, somebody who hasn't been practicing Jew for a very long time, 
Um, you know, sometimes I went to synagogues where a friend of mine had her, had her late, she converted and had a late bat mitzvah. And I went and everything, you know, kind of, it was almost like running a bicycle. I remember the prayers, at least the prayers where the tune was similar to the prayers that I sung back when I was in synagogue. Uh, some other prayers, I was like, I don't remember this song. But <laughs> I don't remember how this one goes, or at least I remember this going a different way. Um, and different synagogues do different things in different traditions, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I always used to jump around saying that when people ask if I'm a practicing I got it down pat. All these factors were like Alan Iverson. Like, you're talking about practice. Practice. You're talking about practice. So yeah, I don't. I don't have to be a practicing Jew. I practiced enough as a kid. I, I know it well now. So, and I think that's the proof. There's the evidence right there that I, that I'm correct. Um, I am correct in the whole thing. That I am. Uh, I have practiced enough as a kid. I don't need I don't need more any more practice because uh, I know my stuff. So there you go. Um, I guess and I'll go ahead and leave that be that this this will be the end. I got 36 more seconds before I really can hit the button. So um, again, lots of stuff to follow. You know, I, I subscribe to my channel on YouTube. I've I've been putting up more content up there. I would like to be able to get to a point where I become monetized. I want to be putting up more content, and I think I'm you know, getting some of the tools that I need to be able to get it done. Maybe start live streaming, maybe start doing some other things, playing around with it, trying to get more out there, more content out there. I, th- I think it's going to be needed to have every all hands on deck when it comes time for this November election, that everybody needs to do their part and chip in and help defeat this president. Anyway, that is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Band Radio. Uh, again, you can follow me at facebook.com slash liberaldan, uh, liberaldan.com, youtube.com slash liberaldan. I have a minicast on Anchor, and you can also follow me at liberaldanradio on Twitter. You can sign up here on blogspotradio.com slash liberaldan, and you also get notified as soon as I schedule a show, which sometimes takes a last minute, but it is what it is, and that way you can join us in the chat, too. So again, until next week, 8 p.m. Central, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Radio. Off from the left. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.